Brady. This is Club Hell. Thanks for coming, kids. Hey, Hello. This is Notes from the Back Row. A cinema podcast of commentary, questions, answers, dreams, fears, joy rides, hell rides, and so much more. So strap in for a veritable cinematic Coney Island of the mind. Hello and welcome to Notes from the Back Row. I'm Jenna and I'll be your projectionist for this episode. Though that might be a little deceiving because I don't actually appear anywhere on this episode. No, in fact, this episode has gone to the boys. That's right. Resident males Carlo and Dan are going buck wild this episode with a segment all their own called Chud Buddies. I'll let them describe what that means themselves. But look forward to a rollicking conversation about the weird, the trashy, and the best movies ever. Also, uh, Paul Schrader's Blue Collar in a movie from 1995 called Rage. But briefly before that, on the website this week, you'll find nothing, actually. (laughs) Well, I mean, you'll find our entire archive, but we haven't done anything new since our last podcast episode. It is the summer. Give us a break. So let's get to it. Chud Buddies, unite. Okay, welcome to the Chud Buddies portion of this episode of Notes from the Back Row. Uh, I'm Dan, and I'm here with Carlo. Yo, what's up? (laughs) And... (laughs) If you don't know, Chud Buddies is a thing that Carlo started and that I joined in on and a bunch of other people joined in on, which is just basically, a, it, I guess it exists now as a Discord server, but also kind of a group of people and there's a zine and we just basically love a certain type of movie. Um, I guess maybe, do you want to say why you started, like you decided to make a little like Chud Buddies thing? Yeah, because... You know, Letterbox is great and all, but there's not really like a, a way to directly contact each other. Mm-hmm. Like outside of the context of a movie review, you like have to comment and you get an email <laughs> and then you can go on on that thread. Yeah. But it kind of miss like a chat room kind of feel. Like that's the way I grew up. Like that's how I used to be social online all the mm-hmm. time, like chat rooms. And then I think I started a Slack like way back, but that didn't stick. And then I tried the Discord, and then basically because you jumped on it right away, I had some kind of like more support than just myself. <laughs> so that really that really helped, though. But yeah, it's yeah. I can't remember specifically like if it was on a review of yours that was on a movie that I watched or what. But yes, I found the link, and I was like, oh sweet! I'm always looking for a group yeah. of people to talk about weird movies with. Yeah, totally, totally. Made some um, friends and stuff. Yeah, and then you made a zine. Yeah, I did, which you can buy. Chudbuddies.etsy.com, <laughs> I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we have a site, chudbuddies.club. That's right. <laughs> All stuff's <laughs> there as well. It's pretty good. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so we just kind of started chatting about movies and stuff. And I think what drew me to kind of stick around um, 
And what I kind of want to, I think we mentioned before we recorded how we kind of want to structure this is, I think to be a Chud buddy, all you really need is, you know, to have that kind of drive to seek out movies and whether they are movies that are, you know, quality pieces of cinema (laughs) that we will be talking about one of or you know something a little bit trashier just just some trash yeah 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 but i think the the thing that connects them is like a that sense of like i want i gotta watch more movies so that i can find the one i haven't seen yet that's gonna be my new favorite movie (laughs) or b um i gotta find like that weird thing that i've never seen (laughs) that's gonna be mind-blowing and i and i want to stress this because i feel like this gets lost a lot when people talk about like trashy movies and stuff like there doesn't have to be a line between like quote quality and quote crap you know what i mean no <laughs> like we we can treat a, a a trashy crappy action movie as like you know it it's, is also a piece of art <laughs> yeah i mean it just comes down to basically enjoying what you're watching yeah. that, that is like the end of the line basically yeah it, doesn't matter the quality if it's fun it's fun yeah exactly if it's entertaining it's it's doing the job that it's exactly set out to yeah. Do. <laughs> yeah totally even if it's yeah. not like intended to be a certain tone but that's the way it comes across if it's yeah. fun it's fun that's totally the line yeah yeah and i think that's something that i feel like the tides are turning in general on that because it's you know if you look at something like one of your favorites mac and me oh, yeah. you know i i see people <laughs> logging that now and it's like you know, five stars here, five stars there. And oh it's yeah, like, really? Are people yeah. really coming around to it? I think yeah. people are coming around on it. And that was something <laughs> that amazing. when I saw it, it was like, whoa, what a, what a piece of crap. But now I'm like, <laughs> no, this rules. <laughs> I'm trying to think back on the first time I saw Mac and me. I, obviously, like, you weren't ready for, like, the type of movie that is. Like, yeah. I, I, I could recognize it wasn't, like, very well made, but I never really felt it was a crap movie. Like, yeah. I always have fun watching it. But over totally. time, I've, I've grown to like really appreciate the things it does well. Yeah, as a shitty definitely. movie, supposedly. <laughs> um, so what we did here is each of us picked a movie. One one is maybe represents the one side of the coin, and the other the the trashier side of the coin. Yeah. But I think we should start with your pick. Um, so what My led you to you. this movie? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I uh, I checked your watch list which is pretty big and yeah. <laughs> i basically i i checked your watch list on letterbox and i ranked it from like my top ratings like from high to yeah. low and i saw you hadn't seen blue collar yet yeah which is a paul schrader movie from 1978 from the author of taxi driver comes blue collar the story of three men who spend their whole lives working to catch up. There's going to be some changes, man, in the union. Big changes. Everybody know what the plant is. The plant just short for plantation. And I was on that picket line every day. That's right, man. I'm still paying the bills and the money out of bar to support my family. The American dream. If you're rich, you can buy it. If you're anything else, you've got to fight for it. Blue color. When I first locked this movie, uh, I think like two or three years ago, there weren't a lot of people like talking about this at all. Mm-hmm. It, it hasn't had a lot of releases either. Uh, like, 
I just rewatched it before we started recording with the audio commentary that's on the oh, sweet. on a Blu-ray release from Indicator. Uh, you might probably know Indicator. They put out like those crazy Ray Harryhausen uh, <laughs> box sets, and they just uh, announced a William William Castle box set. Sweet. I linked in the Discord. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they put Blue Collar out like a couple of months ago. Um, yeah, so I mean, what did you think? I know, I know you loved it, but <laughs> let's get well, into it. <laughs> so, this was a movie that I think my it came on my radar when I found it on VHS, oh, and yeah. was like, oh, cool, like a movie I've never seen. Stars Richard Pryor, Harvey Keitel, Yaffa Koto, obviously yeah, that, is that awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was so like, good. oh, cool, this is Paul Schrader's like. Mm. Uh, this is his directorial debut right yeah yeah exactly and First after movie. writing lots of scripts but yeah. um but then i just never got around to it and then mm. i saw that you had logged it and said it was amazing and so it went up high up on my list but then i just didn't get around to it mm. and i'm really happy that i did get around to it because it's so amazing it is, <laughs> and it is. yeah i, I mean, guess for the for the listeners i guess real quick it's about these three guys who are fed up at the way their like union leaders and management are treating them and yeah. not, you know, fixing things in their, you know, they work at, um, they work in Detroit where they're making cars on the line. And so basically because they're all, you know, down on their luck with money, they decide, well, let's rob a safe at the union headquarters. Yeah. So it's kind of a heist movie. Yeah. I was thinking about it. Is this a heist movie? It's a little <laughs> bit of a heist movie. A little bit. Cause also there's like a little bit of the, like, the hanging out quality yeah. with the main characters that you get as well. Totally. And they don't really put a lot of like thought into the heist, but still, yeah. it's, it's a heist. Uh, yeah, definitely. But then it, it, I was expecting it to be more about that, but then mm -hmm. it really gets into some other No, then comes stuff. like the social message stuff afterwards yeah. and stuff. And that's... Totally. Yeah, movie just keeps like uh, uh, evolving in, in yeah. the way. Like you, you can't really like um it defies your expectations like at a lot of different yeah, points totally and i think what i loved the most about it and this is what what i think circles back to that thing about like when you're a chad buddy <laughs> like <laughs> when you find the movies that when you see a movie that does what blue collar does it's such a breath of fresh air because you were mm. you were kind of reminded why you you search these movies out in the to begin with because what blue collar does is it takes like the idea of the heist and the idea of it like it almost being a genre movie in mm -hmm. that sense but it puts it in a world that feels lived in it puts it in a world with these characters that have you know really solidified foundations it's yeah. not just like those movies where it doesn't matter who these people are no you no know? They, these people feel real like legit yeah totally and yeah. and it's so great when you see that kind of movie it yeah. it really feels like the the whole assembly line and the detroit uh mm. setting and and the performances in particular richard Pryor is oh, yeah. so good i know i know i know it's like so funny but not also so serious yeah yeah paul schrader was saying uh, on the audio commentary how richard Pryor he would do like a lot of riffing and improvising he would yeah. stick to the script, but he would deviate from the script, like go in and out of it, like all the time. And there were just like moments where he could keep on riffing and riffing and riffing. Bullshit, <laughs> but just look at him going, Jesus, this is brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's I, I read that 
the three of them didn't get along. Does he talk oh. about that? Oh yeah, he talks about that a bunch. Um, it's kind of a miracle that this movie got finished when you hear all that <laughs> stuff on the audio commentary. Like Richard Pryor storming out or something, saying he's not oh, going to yeah. do more and takes. Like, not just him though, like Harvey Keitel, like actually getting up and going to the airport, like fuck Holy it, I, I quit. And if if they hadn't convinced him to come back, that would be it. The movie yeah. wouldn't have gone finished. Oh my uh, god! And they were just like sabotaging each other all the time on set. It's 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 so insane. Uh, he was talking about this scene. Uh, okay, you gotta explain first that Richard Pryor, he would like because he does a lot of riffing and improvising. Um, he would only be good like for three takes. And then he would be spent. Yeah. Because there goes like a lot of improvisation stuff in that. Whereas Harvey Keitel, he needs like eight or nine takes to warm up, apparently, as an actor. <laughs> so what they would do, they would get someone to do lines with Harvey Keitel <laughs> until he was ready. And then would then they would bring Richard in to do a scene together. <laughs> and they do a scene together. And because Richard goes off book a whole lot. Harvey starts going off book as well, and oh, Richard no. notices that, and he like he adds on to that, and he goes into like this huge fucking riff, uh, just an insane riff. Like I said, Trey is just agape watching yeah. it, and then the scene ends, and Harvey Keitel he picks up an ashtray and he said, "Oh damn, I moved the ashtray. You're not gonna be able to use that scene." Uh -huh. and, and Richard Pryor, he just goes at him, just oh my god, <laughs> just sab sabotaging each other and That's driving wild. each other insane. I know, I know, it's so insane. The fact that this movie got finished is it's a miracle. And really. it's as good as it is, and also that the three main uh, actors are so good together. Yeah, I know. Yeah, like you don't really feel that hostility a lot on 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 yeah. Oh, oh, but you do once once it needs to be there yeah yeah exactly <laughs> like near the end of the movie <laughs> that's true yeah yeah that is true because it yeah because it kind of becomes about like is one of them gonna like sell the other guys out and mm. they are they gonna start like hating each other and and right at the end it kind of comes to a head and yeah and then and then that feels good i guess because of that onset kind of feeling yeah yeah and schrader was saying as well uh there's like most of the scenes that they're doing together like all three of them there's a he was just like afraid to do different takes yeah like a lot of those are just one takes and <laughs> just all three needed to know their lines and like uh there's uh, a really really important scene which was the last scene they filmed for the movie which sets up the entire plot yeah. Uh, I don't know if you remember, it's it's the three of them after like that crazy sex drugs. Yeah, and they're all on the couch. Yeah, with the uh, <laughs> dildo fencing stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. So they're sitting like it's morning already and they're sitting on the couch and they're like talking about this uh, this thing they're going to do, like rob the union. Yeah. And that entire scene sets up the plot, which was apparently the last scene they filmed. And like Paul Schrader had to go around to that trailers convinced them to do the scene together run their lines by <laughs> them so that nothing would go wrong and it's yeah. like a really long scene just one angle one like shot yeah five full minutes of them just talking and the scene ends and richard Pryor gets up into his car and he's gone and that's the end of the movie oh my god <laughs> 
yeah it's it's so good and that scene is amazing that scene is. is like you know it feels so real it feels so lived in them yeah. just like sitting there they're totally tired and beat and just kind of like casually saying this stuff like during the entire movie as well like that sense of desperation in them is so tangible it's yeah it's so yeah. real man it's, it's so such real a, like, i'm just getting desperate... goosebumps like talking about that and i just saw it <laughs> yeah yeah like like there's a real like anger to it oh yeah very yeah. much yeah i love and, that like, yeah and, and schrader as well i feel like uh the way they didn't get along that it, yeah. it limited him as a director but you, you can't really tell and it's a way that like limitations push you to excel yeah that's what i was gonna say yeah when you said limit i was like and and what he did around that limitation makes exactly the movie yeah. like basically perfect like yeah, it's he, so good he didn't have the time to like second guess himself everything had to be so tight and like for that to be your directorial debut that's that's insane uh, yeah he even said and, like after the movie he wasn't sure he was gonna do that again but he, yeah he, he did pretty soon though like the year after he would do hardcore which uh yeah with george scott have you seen that movie i've seen that yeah okay that's a good movie as well that's good yeah um yeah, and this is one of those things with the Chud Buddies, like, it's it's so odd that there was a point not that long ago where this was less than 1,000 views on Letterboxd. Mm, it is. And it's not still that not that's, a lot, though. Yeah, and not that that, like, a movie can have less than 1,000 there, I guess, and still be, like, popular outside of Letterboxd, but mm -hmm. for the debut film of, like, a really noted filmmaker, oh, yeah. you know, to... to it it gets discussion and it you go back and you read reviews at the time that were really really um into the movie but it is kind of weird that it's just like it's not that what talked about and the fact that richard pryor had kind of a rocky career in movies yeah you know like he did a lot of comedies that weren't all quite there you and i both love moving <laughs> oh yeah moving moving but, the lot, lot of fun, but, but he very did a lot movie. of stuff like critical condition stuff where it's like mm -hmm. oh, i don't know yeah. and, and, and what was for the, such what, a perfect pos what? like performance here yeah. you'd think that there would be more like yes richard Pryor and blue collar like all-time performance <laughs> oh yeah absolutely like it's, it's one of the only dramatic roles he did as well and and the weird thing about this movie, it was sold as a comedy. It was yeah. called, it was sold as like uh, he did a movie a couple of years before uh, with Michael Schultz, director uh, called Which Way Is Up, and apparently yeah. like the way they promoted it was like, in the exact same way. But that mo <laughs> that movie is a straight up comedy where Richard Pryor plays like three different characters, like like yeah. kind of his nutty professor. <laughs> uh yeah yeah the the poster for this is just like two pictures of him and yeah. like a, a quote that makes sense like a, a role that makes use of you know the wit and fury of his straight comedy routines but that's to say like he's doing something really seriously but there's still his humor is oh, still yeah, in yeah, there yeah, but yeah. it it makes sense on a character level totally totally yeah like yeah I, I, I remember at so the time good. when i saw it i think it had like 700 views ish and then I went and looked at, uh, at how many views Taxi Driver had, which is yeah. like 150k. Yeah. In comparison, it's wild. Like I, I don't mind Taxi Driver. I don't love it. Like with most things, Scorsese, I'm like this is fine, but not really yeah. my kind of movie necessarily. <laughs> but then you watch Blue Collar, and it's Jesus. Why don't people know about this movie? And yeah. I feel like a lot of that is in a way just like got mispromoted at the time like mm -hmm. it got good reviews but 
no one went out to see it and those yeah. who did were disappointed because they were expecting a richard Pryor comedy totally which is not it's better <laughs> yeah yeah definitely I, I definitely think it's now that i've seen it i think it's probably one of the great like american dramas of the 70s absolutely totally. easy totally. Yeah. yeah so i was really happy to watch it you're, and I hope, well, you're, I hope people watch it yeah thank you for picking it because i yeah. finally sat down and watched it yeah. yeah it's incredible i can't wait to watch it again i'd like to get uh my hands on that uh on uh the blu-ray that that commentary yeah oh yeah 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 i've only just now watched the the audio commentary version yeah. i haven't seen any of the uh other extras because there's more on that it's it's a really nice release sweet indicator yeah um Okay, so then I picked a movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> Which <was> also great. <laughs> yeah, so I picked this movie because, first of all, we have a tendency in the Chud Buddies chat room to talk about and watch a lot of movies from PM Entertainment. That's true, yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is, if you don't know, they made a lot of movies through the 90s. They were kind of an offshoot of a, of a, a company called City Lights that did a lot of low-budget horror movies. And then um, these two guys got together and made PM Entertainment, um, and it was named that because of their names, uh, Merhi and Pepin. Yep. Uh, their last names. And so I saw this movie before I knew anything about this company, but it has since been come to known as a company a lot like Canon, where like you yeah, see the logo, yeah. <laughs> you know you're in for something yeah yeah you know um, exactly what to expect <laughs> yeah you you know that you're going to get a million cars being thrown in the air <laughs> and i so when i rented this in high school it was just like oh my god this movie that is just non-stop action and then i remember when my local rental store went out of business and they were selling all their tapes i was like i gotta go get rage <laughs> <laughs> i gotta go get rage from 1995 starting <laughs> He's a prime candidate for the program. We agreed to use illegals, criminals. This is an innocent man. He'll make one great soldier. One that will kill without thought. We'll cover up all the particulars. Alex Gaynor is not dreaming. What he's feeling is real. Rage. Yeah, just because it was... Inter it was just it was one of those first like discoveries of oh there's this like sub not subculture but like there's this company and they're doing all this stuff mm -hmm. and and i was really into low budget action at the time but there was just something about this that i couldn't put my finger on mm -hmm. and it turned out it was that it was pm entertainment and they loved to do insane stunts yeah yeah so i've always had a soft spot for this movie just because of that discovery mm -hmm. um and then I rewatched it last night, and I'd love to talk to you about it because I was excited to to show you this movie because mm -hmm. I think this movie could go any number of ways. I think it could really wear some people down. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Yeah, it, but it, I wanted to talk about it because it stars Gary Daniels, and it's the plot is so thin, and it <laughs> just goes. The movie just goes. It's just Gary Daniels. He's a teacher. A guy gets into his car, uh, and he ends up in this chase and ends up in that. some you know science yeah. experiment thing getting mm. injected with rage and then from there it's just <laughs> him running around <laughs> yeah that is it as bare bones as it gets 
it's yeah. but it's all the better for it really <laughs> like there's no distractions like <laughs> when pm entertainment movies attempt a plot it's like what are you doing yeah it's not why i'm watching a pm movie yeah uh, and rage is like all the reasons you are watching a pm yeah. entertainment movie distilled it's pure it uncut. is <laughs> it is uh yeah i i really like this movie i did not yeah. get bored with this once <laughs> maybe once but that, that's like lasted a minute and then the action just started yeah. back up again yeah uh, i was thinking about doing like a timing thing where <laughs> i wanted to see like how many minutes of this movie are plot because they never stop for more than like maybe five minutes yeah, maybe yeah yeah because <laughs> there's a, like the plop with the uh with the journalist guy yeah that those are like the only moments where you get a little bit like yeah you need a, a little bit of exposition just to know mm -hmm. where it's about or just enough just so so it doesn't get like completely uh completely abstract you know yeah <laughs> uh, but other than that, like I was watching this movie, thinking to myself, so I I've barely seen any of the Mission Impossible movies. Like I've yeah. seen Mission Impossible one and two, and then just dropped off. And uh, if if you're like me, and you're kind of hesitant to watching Tom Cruise for two hours, <laughs> which I do not care for at all. <laughs> I don't want to throw my money at that, even <laughs> though they're apparently like really amazing action movies. It's it's just. <laughs> It's a barrier for me, man. Yeah, that's fair. Whereas Gary Daniels, I fucking love Gary Daniels. <laughs> uh, yeah, for people who don't know who Gary Daniels is, he's this this British martial artist guy. Uh, apparently, he wasn't in, uh, in the Expendables movies. Maybe not all of them, but I think he was in one of them, one yeah, or two of them. Yeah, yeah, probably just a bit role because I do not remember him in those. Um, but. What I find so fascinating about Gary Daniels is obviously he never became a big star and maybe a big mm -hmm. part of that is about the fact that he talks like what if Michael Jackson, uh, Mike Tyson, sorry, <laughs> would do a British white guy accent. Yeah, that, that's it's so just, funny. He, he has such a weird voice for such a big guy. Yeah, and, and it kind of works in this movie because he's being presented as this like nice guy teacher at the beginning yeah, yeah, so his voice kind of suits it yeah <laughs> like a, it's like a nice guy teacher who you would never expect to be a rage raging <laughs> violence man yeah uh, <laughs> raging violence man that would, yeah. that would be an amazing title for this <laughs> uh, yeah man uh like the first time as well ac gary daniels i don't know why this made me laugh but you see him in his classroom and he's just writing so good. monkey on the blackboard. <laughs> and, and I'm like, is his out. name Mr. Monkey? Oh God, <laughs> please let that be his name. But it, it oh. ends up not being. But the yeah. monkey thing, that does pay off. Because yeah. it is foreshadowing. Because they apparently, <laughs> like the stuff they inject them with, they're testing that on monkeys. Exactly. You, you find out at a certain point. Totally. So basically, this movie is like Rampage. But without the wolf and without yeah. the lizard and just gary daniels as mr monkey rampaging yeah. to the end of the movie <laughs> it's it and it it honestly it has a couple sequences that are like for me all-time action sequences oh yeah oh yeah the, like the, that that gasoline the stuff with the banker? truck yeah oh my god yeah jesus like and and the thing that always amused me when i was younger was that he was doing these like 
ridiculous things and then they would always cut to just him kind of like jumping off of like a footstool out of frame mm. so like he's on top of a truck mm. and it's driving straight towards a another like bus like school bus two, i think even yeah then. and then the two things collide and blow up and he just jumps off through mm. the air for like, like 10 minutes i know i know like that was his plan i'm gonna catapult yeah. myself off this gas tanker because <laughs> yeah, that seems but... like a good idea to get out of here <laughs> <laughs> and then it just cuts to him kind of like lightly dropping on yeah. the ground like Whew, all right yeah <laughs> and then it happens again later when he's like on a roof of a skyscraper falls down onto a paint thing like a, a, a oh, yeah. window washer thing and then falls off there through glass into like onto cement and then he just like oh man gotta go now <laughs> yeah 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 that was a really good scene i thought like that entire like uh hanging on the building thing yeah that looks so nuts like at that point i was like fuck mission impossible i'm getting like yeah. dime store mission impossible yeah for free on youtube because yeah like i don't know where to get this movie otherwise <laughs> With Gary VHS. Daniels instead yeah. of Tom Cruise? <laughs> Jesus, chef yeah. kiss, man. I feel like PM Entertainment are the only people that could get away with how much you see the wires in that scene. <laughs> and it still is scary as hell. It still works. Like, it, it totally I, you works. see a few times, like, oh, here's the wire that's holding him up. And I'm like, but he's still on the side of that building. I know, like, yeah. That's unreal. Yeah. Yeah. Even, like, with wires, I wouldn't do that. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And... It's just nonstop. It's it is, the only it thing is. that I think is the worst part about this movie is I think sometimes there's a few points where the pace does start to wear you mm. down, but but that could be, you know, your mileage may vary. And then somebody else said this on Letterboxd. I can't remember who, but um, just the idea that like when it, where it gets to at the finale mm. isn't not anywhere near as like amazing as those things that they put near the front. So mm -hmm. it's a little bit like, oh, okay. And then at the end of the movie, a guy gets shot. Yeah. <laughs> it it kind of feels like you're getting the final act first, which yeah. I'm not opposed to. <laughs> yeah. Cause totally. Yeah. It, it you really... get some good stuff in the mall oh, before yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the finale, but yeah. I, I do love some good mall scenes. So that's, yeah, that's always welcome. There's so many t-shirt carts <laughs> getting <laughs> fallen on. <laughs> yeah, uh, and fruit carts exploding in the chase scenes. What about that scene where Gary Daniels breaks into a house and there's this dominatrix thing going on in the bedroom with this yeah. couple with a guy who looks kind of like Joe Pesci? <laughs> yeah. And and then they get into a fight, like a like a three-way fight. And yeah. he just turns into like a straight up wrestling match. It's amazing in this Jesus, house, and they're why? just going through tables and stuff. Why is this happening? And why do these people know how to fight Gary Daniels? Even I, yeah, I love that. That's that's one of those things that you see a lot in like PM Entertainment movies, where it's mm -hmm. like you you are introduced to these characters that you think are just kind of like oh, it's like a jokey side thing, but then yeah. they're clearly just like amazing stunt women and men. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're like, oh, these must be some comedians they got like off like the low tier comedy circuit. You're like, no, they're amazing stunt people. <laughs> yeah, like in yeah. those S and M outfits. Uh, yeah, there's this movie with Rosie O'Donnell and Dan Aykroyd. Exit to Eden. Yeah, it made it's me, like that. It made me think of that. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. these these worlds are crossing. What's happening? Jesus. Yeah, and that's also the scene where because of his rage virus, he just sits down and like tears into a whole turkey oh, and yeah. a bottle yeah. of V8. That's true. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I have a big soft spot for this. I think it's like, it's what you want when you think about, I want something that I can just look at explosions for 90 minutes and not have to think. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm glad you recommended this as well. Because this is Sweet. like a, a perfect thing that we would have otherwise streamed at the Chud Buddies. Yeah. This, this is the kind of thing we're looking for, but yeah. you, you don't always find. Like, we've streamed a couple of PM movies. Uh, one of which was amazing, Private Wars. Yeah. But then we also saw like Firepower with Gary Daniels, which was not. Had some moments, too but yeah. yeah. But uh, Joseph Mary also did the Sweeper, which we streamed, oh, which yeah, I yeah. had some fun with. Yeah. That's a fun one. That was okay, but it's no rage. <laughs> yeah. Definitely <no>. not. <laughs> I would definitely recommend also checking out Riot from 1996, oh, also yeah. with Gary Daniels. Yeah, I saw that. Cause that and was... Sugar Ray Leonard. Oh, Jesus. Wow. <laughs> they screened that here in Toronto and I went and saw it because it's technically a Christmas movie. Oh, is it? Oh. Yeah, it's uh, pretty great. How Christmassy is it? Should it's I, should fairly I, Christmassy. Should I you wait? You should save it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I will. I will. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I remember the title. Like going through Gary Daniels' uh, movies on Letterboxd, uh, which is why I recently watched Fist of the North Star as well. I gotta see it. Which is kind of amazing as well. <laughs> Just this <laughs> fake wig on all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I recommend He's that in <laughs> uh, Pocket Ninjas too, apparently. So I did see go. Pocket Min Ninjas like a really, really long time ago, but I don't remember anything about it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I definitely wasn't aware of Gary Daniels at that point. Uh, yeah. I think my big Gary Daniels uh, moment was with Blood Moon when I saw that first. Yeah. This is up there with Blood Moon. Yeah, Jesus. Different yeah. kind of action movie because this is more just nonstop stunts action, and and Blood Moon has a bit more, I don't it, know, like it's more character to it, a bit yeah, more it's, goofy. It has a bit more style to it as well. Yeah, it's, it's quite colorful, and yeah. like the fact that Chuck Jeffries is in it, it's a lot of comic relief with him. Yeah, because he is like, I don't want to say like the poor man's Eddie Murphy because he is his own guy, but he talks exactly like eddie murphy and he, oh yeah he's doing he, it he he's kinda, milking it he kind of looks like it but i'm like yeah. jesus there's a martial arts eddie murphy that's even better than the real thing <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah with that in blood moon as well it just cements it yeah. as an all-timer nice two all-timers for different reasons this week on our section totally we <laughs> nailed it <laughs> yeah we nailed it um so we'll get back to the rest of the podcast. But if you'd like to join the Chud Buddies, all you got to do is go to chudbuddies.club. Uh, there's a Discord server. We talk about movies. We stream movies on the weekend and watch them together. Uh, we make zines and um, have fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do okay. It. Well, uh, back to notes from the back row. See ya. Alright, thanks to Dan and Carlo and Mac and me. That was a great segment. Look forward to more Chud Buddies exclusive segments in the future. If you like that, you should also visit chudbuddies, one word, dot Etsy dot com. That is C-H-U-D-B-U-D-D-I-E-S dot Etsy, E-T-S-Y dot com, and peep that zine. There is a high-quality printed magazine made by Carlo and Dan and other Chud Buddies with pages bursting with color and content. It sincerely rocks. 
I have my copy, and everyone I've shown to it gets super jealous. So I think it is now time for you to procure your copy and make everyone you know super jealous. It's also priced pretty fairly, considering it is coming from Europe. <laughs> so get in there. The more people that buy, the more we can make. Besides that, uh, I'll keep it pretty short and sweet here. Thank you for listening. If you like Chud Buddies and you like the show, please find us on iTunes and rate us. Five stars, ideally. Leave a review if you're so inclined. Subscribe. Like us on Facebook or Twitter at BackRowCineBlog. Or just keep reading at back-row.com. Thanks for listening. We will talk to you soon.